TikTok has taken hold of the music industry. Songs and artists break there every single day. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why that is. But it also seems like the place where regular creators decide to get into music. People who don't normally play music. Think about it. People like Addison Rae, Lil Huddy, Josh Richards. Yeah, like these aren't musicians, right? No. Are they? Are they? Maybe. Maybe, I guess. In our world, yes. Also, a lot of 90s and early 2000s nostalgia happening with these TikTok creators. Like Addison Rae is basically doing a Britney Spears thing here. Jaden Hostler's basically Blink-182. He even has Travis Barker playing the drums on his song. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Pretty good. Stop it. So today on the show, we're going to be listening to and ranking some of the music from these TikTokers who have turned themselves into musicians. We're also going to be listening to some music from artists that all of you sent us on Twitter who are getting their start on TikTok. Yeah, actually, this whole episode was inspired by a tweet that we got. So if you want to follow us on Twitter and send us tweets, we could turn one of them into a whole episode. Now, also, we're not going to be able to play like the whole songs as we listen to them. So we'll link all of them in the description. If you want to like listen along as we're listening to them, we just, we got to avoid some copyright stuff. You know what I'm saying? All right. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And Colin, roll the intro. So to start, let's talk about why TikTok is disrupting the music industry. So I think there's something so unique about TikTok that when we hear a song on the platform, we're not necessarily just there to listen to it. We're actually there to potentially use that song in our own content. Yeah, it's not music for audiences. It's music to be used with audiences, to be created with. The music is becoming a soundtrack, really, to videos that end up getting made on the platform. They also become representative of trends. And so they immediately get connected to like cultural trends. So a hook of a song now, instead of being, you know, just catchy because it's catchy and it's like the song of the summer and you're excited about it, it actually represents this like cultural shift, this content, potentially people going viral, you discovering a creator, you becoming a creator. It's a completely new experience with music. Now, on top of that, you have the duet feature on TikTok, which allows musicians to collaborate directly with each other on the platform to create new pieces of music and new content. I love watching John Mayer do this. And Charlie Puth. Mm -hmm. We actually posted on Twitter one time, one of the duets that Charlie did, and uh, he commented back. What a guy. Yeah, that's cool. CP. So it's exciting, out. you know, when a friend of yours you haven't spoken to in a while just gives you a like on Twitter. Sure. He's not a friend. He's I not mean, a friend. I, he would, I, I'm not saying he's like an enemy, but he's just, I don't know him personally. So it's created this incredible environment for music on the platform. And with all the functionality that you have on TikTok, it turns everyone into their own mini radio station where they're choosing what they want to play for their viewers. You're there to watch the content, but you're hearing all this new music. And so you're discovering music through personalities. Like if Charlie D'Amelio posts a, a song on TikTok, it has immediate reach to get in the hands of millions of people and then have those millions of people make something with that song and get it out to even more people. And so it has this ripple effect. And I think she actually did that with like Marshmallow. A lot of TikTok and, creators yeah. get paid to do song promos. We, when right. we spoke to TikTok creators, right. they all said that some of their first deals came in the form of song promos. So why did creators get into music? Like when you're a video creator, how is it so just a, 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 like over the history of the past 10 years of social creators, it seems like once you hit a certain scale, it's like, got to release my album. Got to make or, some music. Got to make a single. Like I've never had that thought. And maybe that you've never had that thought in, in this version of our career. Got it. Okay. I guess that's incorrect. I've even recorded a song. Yeah. So we've made videos on our channel about you wanting to become a musician. Okay. Yep. You're right. You called me out. Yeah. I do have a recorded song, by the way, it will come out one day. It's a kid's song. It's about brushing but your teeth. But collectively, it's a great track. it is a great track. Yeah. Thanks. 
collectively though, we've never just thought about, let's put out a song together. When you're a video content creator and you're like a personality, obviously you have increased interest. So that's number one, right? People are just interested in things you do. Music is universal, which is really, I think, exceptionally interesting where people can listen to a song anywhere in the world. And if the beat's good and it kind of sounds cool, like you could like it. I listen to a ton of songs where I don't know what the lyrics mean, right? So it's like a universal thing to do. But the other thing is, if you think about this right now, how many times have you watched your favorite movie? 15 times max, maybe? 15 times is a lot. No, that's you, a lot. You that's, watch a movie 15 it's times? It's probably a gross exaggeration yeah. as it is. So but yeah. I would say between five and 10 is probably average if someone really loves a movie. Mm-hmm. Now, how many times have you listened to your favorite song? Thousands. <clears throat> Thousands. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the interesting part about being a video creator and jumping to music. If you want to talk about longevity, if you want to talk about scale and relevance over time, music makes a lot more sense than videos. Like this video right now that you're watching, if you are a mega fan of this show, you might watch this video twice, but that would be a lot to watch this video, right? But if you hear a song this week that you love, you might listen to it 50 times, 100 times, and then over the course of the next couple of months, a thousand times. That's a huge difference between being a video creator and being a music creator and why I think video creators move into music. I totally agree with you. I think the fact that music is infinitely consumable. It's evergreen. It's the most evergreen. You exactly. know, we talk about this in the published press, but Bella Porch going into music, you know, her TikToks today, people may not watch in 10 years, but they may still listen to her music that she's making now. So I'm glad you brought up Bella Porch because we covered this in the published press, which is our creator economy newsletter that we send out every Tuesday and Friday for free, which you can sign up for the link is in the description. I hope that was smooth. Hopefully you do it. Hopefully you sign up. Hopefully you open it. It'd be super helpful. Okay. So what we talk about with Bella Porch is something that we talked about at the top of the episode, which is like, she was her own radio station, like the M to the B video, which, which caught, a, you know, a huge wave and became the mm-hmm. most liked video on the platform. The B's, M to the B's, M, 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 M. I hadn't heard that song until this. No idea why this is the most liked video on the platform, but think about how many people got exposed to this song through this Bella Porch video. She then started collaborating with other artists. I think it's obvious that people like Justin Bieber and people like Tyga are like, if you're the third most followed person on TikTok, I have to be in your videos because you are the radio. Mm -hmm. She's not collaborating with them in terms of making music. No. They're coming onto her platform. To promo. Yeah. Which means she's building a home for hit songs. Exactly. Before she's a musician. So if you own the home for hit songs, why not make a hit song, right? Yeah you essentially can manufacture a hit. So I, I think that's, uh, that's one of the most interesting things is that artists themselves today or creators themselves are that hub for breaking new songs. So of course, they're gonna break their own music. But what's interesting about the TikTok platform is like it's a radio station made up of 15 second clips. You think about like before the MTV era, an artist was judged on the entirety of their album. Like the only way to listen to them was to buy the record. You could buy a single, you know, on a record, but really you bought like these, these records and you'd play it and you'd listen to it top to bottom. And that was the artist. Post MTV, you have music videos and really singles that can drive the relevancy of an artist. So one three minute song can become extremely popular. And it's, I think the first time where video and music was paired together to say the experience of this is a three minute entertainment piece that's both video and music. Now with TikTok, you have 15 second increments that can introduce an artist and propel them 
to stardom. It's 15 seconds of both audio and video, but it is 15 seconds, which is crazy. Kid Leroy's 15 second hook, Addison Ray. I need a bad bitch. Addison Ray, which I don't even know if it was called Addison Ray, but it became so popular on the platform that he ended up developing it into a full blown song called Addison Ray. And I clicked on the video, uh, like the, the little sound, and I had like 10,000 people that had already made a video to it. And I was like, yeah, we got to finish the song. I was like, I got to put it out. It has propelled his career so much to the point where now he was on Justin Bieber's latest album. Yeah, I mean, he's a full blown artist now. Yeah. And, and that's based off of the success of a 15 second clip. That's pretty amazing. Whether you like it or not, now an artist can break based on a 15 second clip. And what's evidently clear is that artists are writing with TikTok in mind with 15 second increments and Mm -hmm. how those 15 second increments will be shared across the platform. I love this one part from uh, the New York Times series, Diary of a Song with Olivia Rodrigo, where she's talking about making driver's license. And she specifically talks about creating something with this 15 second increment in mind. I wanted it to go... Um, I wanted there to be like a little like thing in it because I wanted people to make TikToks where they could like transition into it. And I thought that if there's a little thing that would like be a cue and people did make TikToks like that. So I'm really happy about that. I mean, I, I think even Drake did it right with his uh, Tusi slide. Almost too much so. Though. Almost like too on the nose and too kind of like. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, Macarena E. Yeah, where he's like yeah, right yeah, yeah. foot left. But it worked. Left foot right. Slide. Like people did do yeah, it. Yeah, people did it. But yeah, artists are thinking about how their their music is going to be used in this. 15 second iteration of it because just like when MTV and TRL was around, they were thinking about what's the music video going to be like? What's the, what's the brand going to look like when it's audio and visual in a three minute window today? It's 15 seconds. Discovery of artists happens now through, you know, this exciting exploration of like seeing a video you like hearing a song and being like, cool, clicking on that sound and then scrolling through and hearing repetitively that 15 seconds over and over and over and over and you're like, can't get that song out of my head. It's so good. What is that? It, 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 remember that song, uh, Super Lonely? I'm, na, 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 na. I'm just, a, uh, I don't know how to sing it. That was tough, right? I'm not a singer. I'm a drummer, okay? All right, next. So there's this really interesting relationship between TikTok and Spotify. You discover the music on TikTok, and then you go to Spotify to listen to it. So I made this song called Stunning, and I put it out here, and now it's, um, wait, how do I, now, now it's platinum. And a viewer of ours noticed this and sent us a TikTok that she made about the relationship between TikTok and Spotify. TikTok genuinely has so much control over the music industry to the point where this song with Backyardigans is literally number one on Viral 50. Like, that's actually insane. Which brings me back to a question I posed a while ago, which is why hasn't Spotify and TikTok made a record label yet? So what Jess is saying is, is a pretty good idea. If these companies do it, who knows? But they should probably think about starting a record label or some sort of like, there's some sort of path for these independent artists to get discovered on TikTok and then monetize through Spotify. The question is, does TikTok have so much control over the discoverability that they could just launch their own streaming service for music? Do they even need Spotify? Well, you also start to think about the fact that Spotify is now moving into video podcasts and trying to get video on the platform, which I don't think really works with Spotify, but actually could work with TikTok. Mm -hmm. A lot of synergy. A lot of synergy. Interesting TikTok that was sent our way. All right, so we are going to watch and listen to some of these TikTok artists and their songs, and we're going to rank them, which I'm very excited about. And before we do that, we did want to thank the sponsor of today's video, Slipstream. Slipstream is music for creators. It's the world's largest music and sound effects catalog. Slipstream is built on the notion that today, people don't just listen to music, they use it. Like this song that you're hearing right now. You hear this song? 
catching this wave. We're not playing it right now, so I could be pretty offbeat. But you can kind of imagine. But I can imagine. What the vibe. Oh, Switch. Whoa, different song. Both of these songs are from Slipstream's library. <laughs> you don't have to put in a credit card. You don't have to pay for anything. You just put in your email and you get access to over a thousand songs for free that you can use across all of your platforms. I mean, a thousand tracks for free just by putting in your email. One might say that's pretty free and easy. Another thing that I really like about Slipstream is that they include the stems. So as editors, that's super valuable to us because you can hear this music right now that's playing and then I can drop the drums and the effect can sort of change. It can switch the mood. So having those stems can make the way we score our videos a lot more dynamic. You can discover music across different moods, genres, and vibes. They have a really affordable subscription and you can get over 50,000 tracks and over 40,000 sound effects by subscribing to Slipstream. And you can use all their music and sound effects royalty-free across all of your social platforms. Go to slip.stream to check them out. That link is in our description. And shout out to the founders who we had breakfast with this week. Great guys. They really care about creators and the creator economy. So thank you to Slipstream for sponsoring this episode. The link is in the description. Go check them out. All right. Let's listen to some music. Sometimes I don't want to be happy. I mean, I don't even know what we're doing here. This is a great song. I mean, I just feel it in my core. Yeah, it's a, it's a great song. I'm kind of into this. Lil Huddy, winner. And I said me too. Ooh. It's not for me. King. Trying to me. Trying to my girl. Not for me. Yeah, I can't I can't even, not for me, I guys. Can't even uh, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds in. I can't do anymore. And Travis Barker shows also up. like Garage Band. This is straight out of a newfound glory music video. And like some 41 and mm -hmm. that kind of that era. And even Blink 182. There's yep. a Blink video where they're playing out of garage. Everyone was playing out of garage. Yeah, everyone was playing out of garage. I mean, I grew up on this music, so I'm not mad at it. This feels well produced to me. This, this feels, is like, I mean, the music, music video budget had to be through the roof for this. Catchy song. Lots of collabs. List. She's at the top of the winner list. Yeah. Yep. But like, is Bella Porch going to play live? Like, that's the question. Jaden can play live. Here's the thing also. Spotify now is selling tickets to shows. So now you could also just play a digital show and mm. sell tickets to it instead of having to play a real show where like the pressure's on the line for you to sing. She said, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got hoes. I mean, Ty Verdes may be the overall winner of this entire yeah, episode. I mean, like this guy's going to play concerts. Yeah. He's going to play live and they're going to be really fun. And he's going to use TikTok to sell tickets to those concerts. So like this is the winner in my, in my eyes. TikTok put out some stats. Mm. In 2020, over 70 artists that broke on TikTok received major label deals. Whoa. Over 70 artists. And nearly 90 songs that trended on TikTok hit the top 100 charts in the US with 15 of those reaching number one on the Billboard chart. So that's crazy. Yeah. Like why did TikTok pick three minutes? You know, 15 yeah, seconds. seems like a very all the way to opportune three amount minutes. of time that you could have a full song in three, three minutes. Three minutes yeah. is because that's the length of a song. So I think that's probably why TikTok did that. And so we're starting to see TikTok is just like, it's a music platform. All right, back to the desk. Back to the desk. Now, I do think there's another reason why non-musicians are starting to make music on TikTok. Part of it, I think a little bit, is not wanting to be put into a box of, yeah. I'm just an influencer. You know, like getting labeled as that, as someone, uh, a word that can come with a connotation that is, you're potentially someone who 
is famous for no good reason, who mm. doesn't necessarily have talent. Like that can be a connotation that comes with the word influencer or creator or TikToker. Yeah. So as these TikTokers grow, there's a desire to branch out, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think like being an athlete and being a musician are the two most widely accepted forms of celebrity outside of being an actor. Mm-hmm. And those are like considered crafts, right? Like being a musician, being an actor and being a celebrity, it's like that person's really good at their craft if they can, if they can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think you're absolutely right that there's this connotation of like, oh, I'm not just an influencer. Like I, I have a skill set. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there are some TikTok creators that I think cared about music pre TikTok fame. Oh, J- definitely. You know, Jaden Hostler is a great example. Uh, Nessa Barrett is a great example of that. Um, but others that I think just notice like, okay, I am this massive like Addison Ray, and I am on keeping up with the Kardashians. I have millions and millions of followers. Let me release a song. Yeah, why not? Why not? Let me release a song and like- Would it be so wrong also, if I put out a song? Me personally? Yes, it probably would be. Here's the next part is in a post-COVID world, I release a song. That means I can go on tour. That means I have a reason for people to buy tickets to come see me on stage. And I think that's a really unique aspect of, you know, like a live performance of Addison Ray pre-music. What is it? But a live performance of Addison Ray when she has the song Obsessed- super exciting for her fans. They're going to watch her sing obsessed. They can sing along. They can dance the dance, which I got to be honest. I think the choreography is not good. Oh, there's one move when the, when the beat drops in the hook that she does, that's like this, this hip out towards the camera. It just doesn't flow from a choreography standpoint. Okay. You want me to play one of your TikToks? Okay. I'm just saying, who are we? Wow. You're you're going to put me out there like that. What do you mean? Who who am I? I'm a a consumer of music and music videos. Okay. And of dance choreography. Let's just put them side by side. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) There is the opportunity though, uh, if you are successful, that you can collaborate with other musicians who maybe you admire or that have massive distribution and sort of can validate you as a musician. You look at... Uh, Jaden Hostler, even with mm-hmm. Travis Barker yeah. being on his track. That's huge yeah, yeah. for him as a young musician. He's on his label. Oh, he's on his label? He's on his label. Oh, that's yeah, super yeah. interesting. He's part of that whole world. So Machine Gun Kelly, Jaden Hostler, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Barker, they're all part of the same you know kind of world together. If I'm Machine Gun Kelly, I'm like, yeah, bring on the TikTokers. Like, they're the radio. So if, if they're in my music video and if they're on my tracks, that's great. And with Travis Barker uh, on Jane Hostler's, I think that, that validates him in music, right? Totally. I think, especially in my eyes, who grew up a big Blink-182 fan, a big Travis Barker fan. When I see Travis Barker drumming on his track, I'm like, okay, Jane's different. He's a real musician. Yeah, yeah. I, it just happens in my question, head. there's that question, right? Yeah. Of, are they a real musician or not? Yeah. It is interesting when traditional musicians come on their right. tracks and validate them. I think another interesting example is Cody Ko and Noel Miller with Tiny Meat Gang. Right. When they had Black Bear mm-hmm. on that one song, and then more recently they had Quinn, I, I met him. I don't know how to say his name. Quinn, Quinn X, 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 I, I, anyone. I feel like the guy should have made it easier on us. <laughs> he should have made it easier on his fans. Like slip dot stream. Super easy. That is really you know? easy. Yeah, you're right. Just go yeah. to slip dot stream and you're at slipstream. Yeah. We're Quinn guys. X, we're guys with gripes. X, C, X, I, I, I okay. like your music. Love your music. What's the deal? Tiger, how do you say it? Uh, Quinn 92. Quinn 92. Wow. Tyga, our Gen Z correspondent. We have a resident 20 year old in the office to help us with that. (laughs) Thanks, Tyga. So, the inverse of this is actually like an artist who takes to TikTok to try and progress their music career. So, musician first, TikToker second. That's the opposite. 
Now that is fascinating. I love watching that. I mentioned Ty Verdes before, but I think he's, his story is so interesting. He was working at a Verizon store mm-hmm. and he was just chronicling his attempt at trying to become a working musician. It's fascinating, man. The guy lived in an apartment where his room was, was divided by a blanket. You know, he like lived in a yeah. living room. He's it like divided by a blanket. He's working at a Verizon store. He films his day where he goes to quit the Verizon store because his song takes off on TikTok. He starts getting Spotify streams and making enough money there. And like, he's tracking this whole career on TikTok and building this connection. And what's amazing is when, when one of your songs hits, like there's a ripple effect. It's just like, and it just goes across the platform because everyone starts using the song. And then everyone comes back and sees you, goes to your Spotify and, and Ty Verdes, like through this story on TikTok, I mean, he, he became number one on the Spotify viral 50. Like he was number one on that chart. And now he has a record deal with Arista Records. And that's, that's happening crazy. for that's people. crazy. Where they'll trend on TikTok and then all of a sudden they'll get a deal with Universal Music. And if I'm a record label, I'm looking to sign the person who's going viral on TikTok and who knows how to make video content. Who's got their own yeah. built-in radio station. Exactly. Because if they have a radio station, then I can pump tracks through that and I can build their personality. And like, it's just amazing. And it's all happening within like a few months time for a lot of these artists. Oh, it's nuts. The speed. Yeah. So there is one thing I've wanted to know about myself. Okay. But I need your advice. Okay. If I were to become a musician, Mm. how do you see me fitting in? So I think you'd be, yeah, I've thought Mm -hmm. about this. Okay. You would be a guitar player who'd play like kind of a retro Fender Telecaster, but you'd wear it really high up mm-hmm. on your chest and you'd have glasses and high pants and high pants, sort of yeah. like a Almost Weezer, like a, like a Weezer vibe. Weezer, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd be kind of in the corner. You wouldn't do any backup vocals. No, you'd just kind of be by like doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Like the whole band is doing something different and yep. you're kind of like, I'm in my own vocals. world yeah. in the back. Yeah. yeah. So that's an easy one. Yeah. Okay, any, cool. Any other questions, man? Well, no, that's it really. <laughs> I just think, you know, everyone searches for everyone at some point thinks, am I musically gifted? Even if you're not. Sure. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not. I right. can't. I'm t- yeah. You've heard me sing. We, yeah. When we used to drive in, in the car together um, and you would sing. No. Yeah. It's really bad. Century vampire. I mean, this is, this it's terrible. Time. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So uh, the thing to note here is that TikTok doesn't just have an influence on the music industry for like TikTok creators who want to become musicians or even emerging artists, but like mainstream artists Say So, that song by Doja Cat, like mm-hmm. that became a number one song because of TikTok. Savage by Megan Thee Stallion, like that propelled itself because of TikTok. So I think that's a really important note is that mainstream artists are, are also, like we mentioned Drake, like they're, they're very conscious of TikTok. And mainstream artists from 30 years ago are finding new success on TikTok because right. discoverability is so good. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. With Dogface. Yeah. Which always sounds like I'm saying an insult. It does, but you're not. But I'm not. That's his username. But that's a great example of how one video can spark a trend off the back of a song and it can just take hold of the platform. Uh, The thing is like monetization for musicians is still always in question. So you, you blow up on TikTok, you go over to Spotify, like you need to be driving a significant amount of streams for this to work. It's kind of similar to YouTube, actually, when it comes to AdSense. What it seems like from the videos that we watched and some of the research we did is like around a million streams equals about $4,000. So that's actually lower than what you could expect 
on YouTube from AdSense. And if you're getting a million views on YouTube, you're able to do brand integrations at a really high scale. That's true. Which yeah. is a so huge difference. There's a YouTube creator named Cody McManus who made a video, how much Spotify paid me for 100,000 streams. The answer was $280. Mm. I guess that, again, though, from like an AdSense perspective, it's not that different. But from a opportunity perspective, I don't know if you're getting 100,000 streams, if you can like sell tickets to a show or how else you make money. But I would hope that TikTok maybe has an opportunity there to play a role in the monetization of artists. Like if your song gets used X amount of times on the platform, could you get compensated, right? Like, mm. like in the creator fund, think about that, where if Kid Leroy uses that Addison Ray thing, right? He, he creates that little hook. That's his original piece. If that gets used 3 million times, shouldn't he get compensated? Yeah, that's a good point because TikTok is essentially a streaming service then. Right. They already are because they're making money by a bunch of people creating content. I mean, Bell Porch's new song has been used over 800,000 times on the platform, but that's just good for her because then people go to Spotify and YouTube. Mm. So I don't know at what point does TikTok help with that monetization? They probably should figure that out to make sure that they keep, you know, artists on TikTok. For me, the first time I started to understand the power of TikTok when it comes to music and music discoverability was with Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. Yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. A whole artist was created out of TikTok. That was the first time that I recognized someone as an artist who clearly understood the value of TikTok right. in marketing their music. Yeah, I think Olivia Rodriguez, the next example of that, um, as like an emerging artist who understands the value of TikTok. Now, a, a kind of like old school artist, and I don't know if it's like fair to call him old school, but Jason Derulo. I think that's fair. Who's like fully immersed himself in TikTok from the beginning was just like, oh, okay, this is my space now. Old school artist, new school like TikToker. Yeah. I mean, Jason Derulo is a marketer, man. When you think Jason Derulo, what do you think? Jason Derulo. Exactly. Yeah. Right. He's like a mattress store, you know, like 1-800-288-Jason yeah. Derulo. I used to think it was so funny that all of his songs do that. Jason Derulo. Derulo. It'd be so cool if we had that. If we were like, welcome to the comments. Mm. I'm right. not going to sing. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. All right, so that's it for today's episode about how TikTok is disrupting the music industry as well as our reaction to TikTok music. If you have other musicians that you think we should check out or if you thought our ranking system was kind of off, let us know. If there's a musician that you'd want to see us talk to on the show, comment them below. Man, I would love to interview Ty Verdes. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That would be really cool. His story is super, super cool. A little huddy though, man. I'm telling you, 21st century vampire. It's little not huddy. bad. Little it's huddy. pretty good, actually. Surprisingly good. I was shocked when I yeah. when I like was jamming out to <laughs> yeah. it. I was and like singing it afterwards. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm into this. Well, also, you and I are big pop punk fans. That's true. So or emo kids or emo kids. So it makes sense. All right. And thanks again to Slipstream for sponsoring this episode. Head over to slip.stream and check out their massive library of music. Again, you can download up to a thousand tracks for free. That's crazy. So definitely go check out Slipstream. They support creators like us, and we hope you guys support them as well. The link for that is in the description. Again, slip.stream. If you made it to this part of the episode and you haven't liked the video yet, go ahead and like the video because you obviously liked the video. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys here back on the channel. Unless you guys are subscribed to the published press, then we'll see you guys in your inbox. Peace.